Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, Episode 474. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and I'm so happy that you're here to join us today. And I'm thrilled to introduce you to today's guest, Victoria Mavis. Victoria is a magician, podcast host, and author, and I'm just looking forward so much to having you, Victoria, share your journey with us. But welcome. Thank you so much, Kim. Uh, I'm happy to be on your show. Oh, and I'm so thrilled to have you here. I would love if you would share with the listeners a little bit about your journey because you know your story so much better than anybody else. Yes, that is true. So my story starts at the young age of four. That was my first contact with magic. And I learned how to make my thumb disappear. And that was my biggest illusion at that time and all I could accomplish with my small hands. And my mother did pick up on that. And I got a magic set from her for my seventh birthday. And that was also the age where I had my first stage show. And since that, I'm doing magic all around the world now in a professional way with uh, stage shows and also close-up magic, but went through the normal way. So I got two academic degrees because my father was a school director. And so really all about security and living a normal life. And I broke free from all that because I wanted to inspire people with magic and teaching them how the magicians thinks, the magicians mindset, because it's all about how to make the impossible possible in your own life and being productive with that. Oh my goodness. I'm in love with that. I mean, and I went to college. It has nothing to do with what I do today, but I did it because that's what my family had done, right? And so I went through the traditional educational route and pursued my career path. But then I realized that just wasn't what I wanted to be doing. Did you pursue at all what you had gone to school for after graduation? Or did you stay in, in magic the whole time? Yes, I actually did stay in magic. So I financed my two studies with magic, always doing it part time as well as I worked for a big broadcaster in Germany because I had, I did study film directing and film design. I got my master's degree in that. And of course, it helps now because uh, how to build a show, you know, and as a podcaster, we are telling stories and we are inspiring people. So it is important to find the right words for that. And my basis was really in economics so I got a degree in that with focus on media that all helps and I'm glad that I did it but it took some time and maybe Kim you can relate to that that you have all the courage to take this big risk and really go all in with your idea and that is what I did so part-time for a long time but then I made this final decision to do it and now I stick with it oh I hear that Definitely hear that. Actually, my first business that I started, I have to use this as an example because I was working in interior design. That's what my degree was in for almost a decade. 
And I had started a business, which I really wasn't passionate about just because it was an idea that I had. But every day when I went to work, I was thinking, oh, I would love to be at home working on my business. And that one never really went to where I expected to. But I want to circle back to what you said about making the impossible possible. That's so important for entrepreneurs and anybody to remember that just because it the balls might not be staying in the air right now. I just had to use, I mean, I know that's juggling and not <laughs> magic, okay? But just because they might not be staying up in the air as we expect them to right now doesn't mean that if we don't stick with it, we can't make it happen. By the way, I can't keep, I can barely keep two in the air. And and I mean juggling or in life, you know, we shouldn't be multitasking. But I've realized that practice makes perfect or as I say on the podcast very often, positive productivity isn't about perfection. It makes imperfection that makes us relatable to other people. Yes, that's true. So how did you get into your podcasting journey? I always dreamed of having my own show and really spread the magic all around the world. And as you know, I'm, I'm based in Munich at the moment. So most of the time I just returned from Philadelphia and I always love to travel. Despite it is sometimes really difficult to travel, you can imagine because having all this magic equipment with you sometimes causes trouble. And now last time when I went to Philadelphia, my suitcase didn't arrive for uh, four days. So oh, that was no. really tough. <laughs> yeah, so I had to go shopping in the magic store and Home Depot and all that to prepare a show out of nothing. And I think this is something your listeners can also relate to because sometimes in life you have to stay productive, you have to stay positive, but you really have to improvise and create something out of nothing. And in the end, that can be really inspirational. So I did a whole episode on that on my podcast and telling listeners how how that went and I think it's about commitment so that is important that you stay committed when you once made a decision and so with dreaming around having my own show and really being in control of the content and everything that happens and I think Kim you also like that about your podcast because you're in, in control what is on the show and who is on the show so really good feeling and now at the same time, the funny thing is because podcasting, of course, is audio mainly and magic is a visual element. So I found a way to teach people the magic skills around mindset and how our thoughts shape our reality. And when we want to make a course correction, how we do that in a magical way so that things come to you and you don't have to chase everything around you. And Thanks to podcasting, this magical door opened to an LA producer and we are now finally talking about creating a worldwide magic show with me as a host. So podcasting is really incredible. I think, Kim, you could say that as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I, I can't believe the people who I've had conversations with and podcasting itself is magical. But I think it's funny how you were saying that we're in control. I feel like I'm the one who's not in control on my podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> I never know what ideas are going to come up in my brain. I, I'm completely unscripted. And I find, I mean, just like right now, I have no idea what I'm going to say next. 
but I I love that part of unscripted. So I have to ask on that note, how much of your performances are scripted versus unscripted? Can you improvise? Or how much of magic word is magic work even the right expression? See, I told you I would stack questions. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but I, I'm just curious because the disappearing my thumb was about as far as I could ever take it. So <laughs> I'm just wondering how much you actually do have to stay on script. Yeah, so speaking about control, I think it is good when you go by intuition, like you do with your podcast. I do the same with my podcast when I interview guests, because I think it's impossible to script everything out there. And then you have some great ideas that just come out of the conversation by spontaneous impulse. So it's it's great to deal with that. And when we look at magic, the magician is the one on stage who is in full control because the magician controls the attention of the audience. And this is also something I learn people when they work with me and I coach them on that because magicians are masters of distraction. So we play with your attention and leading them where we want to have them. But you know, to be really productive, you have to be focused and stay focused. And this is really tough in today's world with all the distractions and all the digital things that are going on. So it's also about having control over your own mind and having control of where you focus because where you put your energy on that expands in your life. So when I do shows, it actually is scripted, most of it, because there are important elements that has to go have to go into the process to make the illusion work in the end so that the entertainment works. But of course, it is live entertainment. It is not TV and film where you have 25 times to do the take over and over again. You have just one shot with it on stage live. So sometimes things go wrong and then you have to improvise. And then it is really important. And I think it's a really valuable skill when you can deal with whatever comes up because you don't know who's in the audience and when you have spectators on stage, what they're going to do. And also with podcasting, I think, because you don't know what will happen next and you have to improvise and make the best out of it and create the illusion that it is exactly how it is meant to be. I love that. I do have to tell you, though, I started choking on my coffee. Sometimes it's really good that I am muted while you're talking. Because you <laughs> you were talking about masters of distraction. I feel like I'm the master of distraction in my business sometimes. I have an incredible team, but I also have chronic idea disorder. And listeners, you've been hearing me talk about chronic idea disorder for a while. I get ideas every time I turn around, and they can be dangerous, and then I want to act on them, you know? But that's where the 18 balls in the air comes up because we can't focus on 18. We need to focus on getting one done. But then all of a sudden, here comes Kim and she's got another idea and it needs to go out there. But we can't be doing that to ourselves all the time. I love how you brought up, you know, we just have to roll with the flow when something goes wrong and in business. I mean, well, you didn't exactly say that, but you were saying, you know, on stage, you have one take. But the awesome thing about business and about life is that we don't, and we just have to make do with, make the best. I don't, I don't even want to say make do, right? It's not make do, make the best of the current situation. 
I don't think I've ever shared this on the podcast before, but when I was 17 or 18 and I went home from college one Thanksgiving, my sisters picked me up from the train station. We're all right about the same age and we were driving out to my father's house and the sister who was driving decided to change the radio station as she was driving down the road and she sort of went off the road and all of a sudden on the other side of the road, the tire goes flying. So we had to sit there and wait for a little while and my other sister, I'm not putting names on this. If you're related to me and you're <laughs> listening, you can figure out which sister is which, but I don't want to pin any, you know, pin anybody. But my other sister is a diabetic. So we're sitting there waiting for the the tow truck to come to fix the tire and her blood sugar starts going low. I am going to date myself and say this is late 90s. So cell phones really weren't huge back then. But when my sister, the one with diabetes, was in the car, we had the cell phone in, that required its own bag. Did you ever see one of those, Victoria? Those huge? I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were like briefcase sized. True. <laughs> so I just happened to know the phone number of the local pizza shop. And we were still close enough that I knew we could get delivery. And we looked at the mailbox of the house in front of us. And we ordered a pizza to bring us food so that her blood sugar wouldn't dip too much. So we just went with what life threw at us. And in that case, it was pizza. And who knows what life's going to throw at us on any given day. But we're not, in most cases, entrepreneurs are not on stage all the time. And whether we're doing a radio show or a podcast or even a magic performance, we do the best that we can. And that's all we can expect. Yes, that is true. And I really love your thinking around that because I think when you are in this special state, it's like before you go on stage, it doesn't have to be a magic show, but when you give a, a speech or something, you have all this adrenaline rushing through your system and through your blood. And then you are like in this super aware state where you spot more opportunities because you are really like on the line. And I can imagine your story, it was kind of the same because you had really this pressure. You had to find a solution. So you were very aware. And I'm sure you know that there are many cases out there where people had close to superpowers to lift a car to free their child or something similar. And this is why I think... It's really that we are just using this small percentage of all the potential we have when we really focus on our energy, be in the moment and really being there fully focused. I think in that time of your story, there were no distractions because all you had in mind were how you, could you rescue your sister, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's amazing the strength that can come when you have no other choice but to look for that strength. Yes, that's it. Also, I think with meditation that, that really helps to clear everything out of your mind. And I really can re relate to what you said that every time you turn around, you have some new ideas. I like that. And I think there's also a huge potential in being so creative and coming up with all these new ideas and new solutions, because actually creative thinking is the highest paid skill in the world and it's just about how to implement the things and get it down and I think journaling really helps me as well because I don't want to lose all the ideas I come up with but as you correctly said it's not productive to work on all of them at once but then you have them 
down on paper and you can come to them back anytime you like and just focus on that idea that makes most sense at the moment or just you have the biggest desire around to make it happen and then go step by step to make all the other ideas happen. I have to ask just because I'm nosy, do you journal with a pen and paper or do you journal electronically or both? I uh, have to admit that I really do it with a pen and paper. So oh, I love this it. is <laughs> how I grew up with the magic. So I don't leave the house anytime without my notebook and uh, pen and paper because wherever I go, I find some ideas, I see something, I just note that down. And it's so funny what magical things happen when you go after or go through the notebook a couple of weeks later because it's like these pages come to life. You see it from another perspective and then it sparks your mind again and again. And for me, I think the digital devices can't do that because with pen and paper, you have to sit down and really put it on paper. And this is the first step, how you bring an idea or thought from the invisible world of your mind into the physical reality. Absolutely. Yeah. So I have a couple hardbound journals. There are a few things that I like less than tearing pages out of my journal. Is that just me, Victoria, <laughs> or are you the same way? Actually, my pages stay normally in the journal, but uh, <laughs> I can imagine you doing that. Yeah, I don't want to rip pages out. So I just pulled out one of my old journals this weekend because I was, when I go through online trainings, I often take notes in my journal as well, just because I always, I remember when I went through the training so I can look back in my journal and just put it with the time and find the notes that I took. So I was looking through and there were a few empty pages at the end. Well, they were empty when I stopped using that one, but they were decorated when I looked through this weekend with the wonderful art of my children. Oh, and nice. It was that in itself was magical to me, seeing what comes out of their imaginations. And speaking of their art, I just had to share, I was inspired by my children to get bath crayons because I get so many ideas in the shower that I needed bath crayons to capture all of that while I was in the shower. I mean, knowing me, I would drop my smartphone or my journal in the shower, you know, if I decided to jump out and record it really fast. But bath crayons do the trick if you're inspired in the shower like I am. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. And also, your battery can't run empty. So when you have pen and paper there, it's it's always handy. You can have it. And it's not so easy that someone's going to steal it or it just crushes and you lose all your data. So I feel really safe having the things on paper. Victoria, you, you just said something really fascinating. Actually, thank you for that tweetable. Your battery can't run empty. I am curious... If you found any points in your life where you did feel like your battery did run empty, does that make sense? Like maybe your creative juices just weren't flowing because of things that were going on in your life. Yeah, sure. So, you know, it's good to have things under control when you're on stage, but I think everyone can relate to that sometimes we don't have control over what is going on in our life and what is happening to us. Mm -hmm. And I had some really tough trouble with an agency 
I was working with. And then it's it's really tough because you have to stay creative. You have to do a perfect job on stage but you have all this pressure and sometimes when it's not working it's like with relationships i think this is something that drags a lot of energy out of you and it's it's really dangerous also to stay around people that don't give you a good feeling that costs you energy like these energy vampires and that was really a tough time so where I had to motivate myself every day to stay there do it and be sure the times will get better and I think everyone goes through that and we can learn a lot from that it's all about that struggle and I know a lot of people who really became successful coaches after struggling in this very bad place and going through them themselves so they that they could give some advice after that. Oh, absolutely. I've seen that too. Actually, I just saw a Facebook post earlier today. One of my friends was wondering if he was coaching wrong. He was referring to the Bible, but he was talking about you can give somebody a fish and you can feed them for you know a set period of time or you can teach them to fish and they'll be able to feed themselves forever i think a lot of coaches or or agents or i mean i can't even imagine being i'm just going to say jk rowling for a second i can't even imagine being her with the pressure of whatever her next harry potter was book was going to be when she was writing those because that pressure alone would have made my creativity tap run dry Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Because I think it's always the same with creativity. It doesn't work on the spot or on demand. So because creativity, inspiration, all that needs time. And relating to your story that you get a lot of your ideas under your shower. I always teach people when I work with them, it's input equals output. But our brain is like a computer. So when you take in all that information and things, there is time the mind needs to process all that information before it can can come with an output, the results of all that. So it's typically when you are in the shower, because then your mind has time to wander, to Uh, or process everything or when you are in the sauna or having a spa day or something like that and this is typically the thing where you have the best inspirations the best ideas the best solutions because you are not under all this pressure and i think everyone can imagine when you sit down with a blank piece of paper and you force yourself to write a book That won't happen. So there is no magic in that. It's just that you block yourself from the creative flow because there's too much pressure and too much attachment to the outcome, something you have to produce now. So when you let it go, it's really easier. The ideas will come to you and you will be in that creative flow to make it happen. Hmm. It's the big magic. I mean, I know that's actually a book name, Elizabeth Gilbert, right? But mm -hmm. how did you magically manifest your book? And could you tell us more about it? Yeah, sure, Kim. So when I got into podcasting, I really saw that 
this is a magical world. So with like magic, because in podcasting, it's with magic. There are no rules. So the sky is the limit. You could do anything and you could talk possibly to everyone around the world, also at the other end of the world and like being part or learning from their wisdom and share it with the world and your own podcast. And it was like opening a magic door. And I, when I went through, I found out that there were like 100 other magic doors I could go through. And I did meet already some amazing people from all around the world and went to live events with that. And so I thought there must be a book to get more people into podcasting to make it really motivational and share this special kind of magic that is in podcasting. Because I think a lot of people can't see that invisible world that is already there with all the value in podcasting. And when you compare it, there are like more than 400 million YouTubers or YouTube channels out there, but only around 525,000 podcasts. So there is really a huge potential in it. So I started because I felt so inspired this book that is called How Podcasting Can Change Your Life. And it is under my real name. So it is from JSR. It is already on Amazon. And I really hope that more people find this magic in podcasting. What is the biggest magic or the most inspirational magic that you see in podcasting? I think it's really the value of connecting with this great people. Mm -hmm. You very, there's a big chance you would have never met in an other way, but podcasting makes it possible and you are adding value for the listeners and for the guests you have on your show. And I really learned a lot because you can really like connect with their brains. Oh, I completely agree. I was actually just talking to my husband this weekend about my first ever guest episode. It wasn't actually the first that I recorded, but it was the first that I ever released with Mark Mason. And I had been listening to his podcast for quite some time. When we hopped on Skype, I said to him, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity. And he sort of laughed. And he said, just wait. In a couple of years, somebody's going to say something similar to you and you're going to just think, well, I'm just a person. Have you ever found that yourself? Yes, kind of. I can relate to that. And I think podcasting gives everyone the opportunity to be really a creator and share a unique message with the world. And everyone has a unique energy. So even when you have a topic someone else has to, it will be unique anyways, because, it's, because it is connected with your energy and it's I think also a huge confidence booster because you have your own show it's a little bit like with Oprah Winfrey I mean it's your own show and you can create it so it's just fantastic and you can become of course a celebrity podcaster oh absolutely I, I don't know that I consider myself a celebrity podcaster though I almost feel more like a just a connector I can't really explain it, but I love, I love the magic behind podcasting, just like what you were talking about. I love, I feel like every single chat I get on is meant to be coaching for me. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, so much. Every single time I have a conversation with somebody, and this is sort of coincidental considering I had to reschedule our call last week. So there have been 
quite a few times when I felt like postponing a call just because I didn't feel like it that day. Mm-hmm. Because it happens to all of us, I think. Yeah, that's those, true. Those days when I and and I've learned to start ignoring those feelings because when I do, I get onto the call and it was exactly the call I was supposed to have. Mm-hmm. It was exactly the message that I needed to hear right then. And then, I mean, I always look up to the sky and I'm like, thank you, God. You know, I know why I was supposed to be on this call today. Thank you for not letting me cancel. I've even had my team. I would love to know what you have in place for support for you and your business. But I've even had my team tell me, no, you cannot cancel this call. I know that you have so much to do. We can handle that. But get on the call because there's something that somebody needs to hear or you need to hear today. So Mm. be there, Kim. Oh, I lost it. (laughs) Who do you have to support you and your business? Oh, I do have uh, a business mentor from London. So he helped me a lot because, you know, it's show business. So show is one part, but there's also the business side of it. And now with the podcasting, opening a huge new field around it. And I really love to work with a creative team. So I have some graphic designers working for me, also assistants, a small film team that is helping me. And yeah, I'm expanding my team at the moment. And thanks to podcasting, a lot of people are joining there. And I think maybe because we were talking about podcasting, another important point to that is that I think Everyone knows the magic words and it's really like your word holds power. And when we speak, there is a frequency. And this is also why when you listen to a podcast, you have the feeling that you kind of know the person, the host. And when you then meet them in reality, it's really that there is an instant connection just thanks to through the voice of the podcaster and this frequency because there is a more emotional connection to that you can't get with writing a book i mean writing a book is great also together with the podcast but i think you know what i mean kim when you just reading what's on a page it's words on a page it's ink on a page there's no connection i mean when you read some fiction you have some images in your mind but really with podcasts it's pure inspiration and people listen to that with earbuds with headphones and the information you are giving out all the inspiration about positive productivity and not being perfect really goes directly in their mind without the distractions we were talking about before because normally when people listen to podcasts they really listen to it it's not with youtube videos that are on the screen in the background somewhere it's really like full attention there And this is why I think podcasting is really emotional and can have big impacts on the listeners. I completely agree. I've noticed that when I've been writing my own book, there's a connection there for me, but I know that the connection may not be there for somebody else. But you're completely right. I mean, when we get in here and we share our story via our voice and our listeners can hear the emotion, it gives them that deeper rooted connection to us. And to the guests as well. Yes, that's it. So someone said it's it's the most intermediate medium we have with podcasts because you get really a glance into the host's life and the guest's life. Oh, absolutely. I was amused when you said it's not like a YouTube video in the background. It was like you're 
here with a camera watching me because that's exactly what happens. I'll turn on a training video and if I have it in the background, no, there's no, there's no chance. So with podcasts, and I, I can't quite explain it, but I will keep on pausing it all day long if I've got distractions just so I can take in every single word. And that's even different than books. Like I'm more apt to put a book down when the kids are around. But when I have a podcast on, I put on the headphones. That's so bad. I shouldn't be admitting that. But let me (laughs) listen to this. I'm just trying to listen. (laughs) Yeah, I fully agree. And you see, so there is really some some magic in podcasting. And this is why I felt so called to write this book, especially with focus on women, because I think we too are in podcasting already, but there are so many women out there who have this unique message, who went through a lot in their lives, mastered so many things and are now successful in different areas. And they have so much inspiration to share. And for me personally, I think that podcasting is the best channel you can can do that. I know that part of your book, just just off of our pre-chat, is about mindset, yeah? Yeah, it is. It's about really how podcasting can change your life. This is the title and the subtitle is Unleash Endless Possibilities because it takes you kind of down the rabbit hole into this world of podcasting. And it's all about how to start it, what you need, why you should start it. And of course, it deals with the mindset because you have to get the mindset right before you start the show. So to have a clear goal with it, to define your message, your area of expertise. And as they say, so 90% of everything we do is mindset and everything starts with a thought. So the chair you're sitting on at the moment started with a thought as well as your desk, your uh, electronic device, your microphone, everything. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important to start with the mindset and to be then in a good mood and know exactly why you are starting this show. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. Because I'm sure you've heard the expression pod fade before. I Mm -hmm. I know I have heard it. And I've actually experienced it, but not for the reason I'm about to discuss. I've heard people experiencing pod fader just giving up on their podcast altogether because they weren't necessarily in it for the right reason. They thought they were going to get thousands of downloads an episode right from the get go. They thought that they were going to get sponsorships and tons of clients and it didn't happen. So they just gave up. And I can tell you that that may or may not happen. But if your reason behind and your mindset is set up properly before you launch, then it won't matter how many downloads you get because you'll know that you're touching the people that you need to touch with each individual episode. Something may come out of it, something may not. But those things that do, you may not even see, right? You're magically impacting people. That is so true. And it's really a a long-term play or game. And it's about building relations. And as you always say, uh, building connections Mm -hmm. with your audience, with other guests. And I think you never know what will come out because with podcasting, you're dealing with the unknown. You have no clue who is listening at the moment to what we are saying. And when we break it down, it's not so much about the numbers because actually one person listening to that is enough to change your life forever. Right. Right. I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast before, but I was 
I believe about six months ago it was, that I was walking through the grocery store. I was in the toilet paper aisle of all places, and my phone started chiming. And it was somebody who had been listening to the podcast all day and was giving me compliments and thank you for sharing the message. And it quite literally took the poop out of my whole day. I mean, I was walking down the toilet paper aisle. I just had to say it was just very ironic because I was feeling a little bit down up until that point. But then all of a sudden I get these messages and they're thanking me and appreciating me for just sharing. I was like, wow. Wow. Okay, keep on going, Kim. It may feel like a poop day, but you just got to keep on going. Yes, that's the right attitude, I think, to to do it. And I mean, you are in, what did you say in the beginning? It's episode 475. So I think the results uh, speak for you and you really accomplished something there. Thank you. This is the longest project I have ever engaged in. And it amazes me. Even for hobbies, knitting and anything else, I've always jumped from one thing to the next. But I know that as long as we keep our heart in the right place, we can keep on going through anything. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And I think for that also, podcasting can be a good training for every other area of your life and being an entrepreneur. So because I learned from magic when I, I was a kid that it is about commitment. It is about training, about staying with it and doing it over and over and over again. And it's the same with podcasting because you make this commitment that you are releasing these episodes at a specific date and you, you train yourself to really do it because you committed to that and you are doing it and doing it again and doing it again and I think that trains your mind as well that you can succeed in other areas of being an entrepreneur with that mindset making this commitment and staying with it and producing this results on a continuous basis oh absolutely Victoria what would you say that your purpose is my purpose oh that is a big question so I love to use the magic and everything I learned through it to inspire people and help them to find their own mission and spread their word around the world and really living a fulfilled life with a lot of magical moments. What would you say is a big struggle for people who are trying to find their purpose? Well, it's, it's not easy to, to find that sometimes because we are live in this world with uh, information overload all the time. And so you are in this mood where you are just reacting to everything mm -hmm. that is happening. So you don't have the time to act, to think through and decide what you really want because you're just reacting to everything. And this is why I think meditation can help, as I said, and You need the time to step back and connect with your intuition to feel what you really like and which direction you want to go. And normally we all have a really good intuition, like feeling things. But with this information overload, it is like our channel is blocked. So there is no way this information can reach us. We have these antennas, but they are really blocked. So they are so occupied that we can't take it in. And for that, I think it's a good way to step back, maybe really go on a weekend, go on a retreat, 
do this digital detoxing to have time just for yourself and see what you really want, what your heart's desire is. Thank you so much. I feel like so many entrepreneurs get held back by the quest for quantity versus quality. If I just put out more, 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 and maybe there's not a lot of thought and there's, I know from my own personal experience, there was very little passion behind anything that I did. And it was shown in my work. But when I shifted to quality instead, sure, there's not as many emails that go out or blog articles. But I would like to think that they have something more impactful to say when I'm not just trying to shove stuff out the door for quality or for quantity's sake. Okay, I still get mixed up on it too. Income versus impact and quality versus quantity. Which listeners do you want to follow? Actually, I would love to invite you to share which you are sharing. Quality versus quantity, impact over income and how you are combining them all. Head on over to the show notes at thugkimsetton.com forward slash PP474 and let us know. And also let us know what big ahas you have taken out of this episode. Victoria, what are you most excited about in the next 90 days? Oh, it's really now at the moment, all my creativity is fired up since this connection came about thanks through podcasting with this LA producer. So I'm sitting here with my huge notebook, actually. So it is really big because I love to scribble down on big paper, so blank paper that there that my creativity is not blocked from any lines or things on the paper. So I'm sitting there because we were talking about a season with 13 episodes and every episode should be unique. So a lot of creative energy flows in that. And this is, of course, and the next level to podcasting because I make it all visible and I'm working on that and I'm really excited about what will come out from that. Oh, I love that. I can picture your big paper. Actually, I'm looking, I have a big Ikea closet here in my office and it has dark glass doors, sliding glass doors, Mm -hmm. but they're dark. They're like black glass. And I asked one of my team members to find white whiteboard markers. I didn't even know that they existed, but they did. So that is basically my big note scribble board because, well, number one, my kids can't walk away with it. (laughs) And number two, it's always right here in front of me. So... Yeah, I totally appreciate that. And I totally appreciate you being here to join us and and share your story with us today. So thank you so much. You're welcome, Kim. It was really great talking to you. And uh, I love that you shared some secret stories in this episode you didn't share before. Oh, I and I really do hope that was the case. My husband can tell anybody. I have a tendency to share stories multiple times just because I can't remember if I've shared it before. Sometimes I feel like an old man, you know, (laughs) once upon a time. Anyway, where can listeners find you online, connect and get to know more about you and what you do? Yeah, sure. So my uh, all around my magic and being a magician is on my website that is victoria-mavis.com. So victoria-mav is.com and everything around the motivational book how podcasting can change your life is very simple goldmine 
podcasting.com. It is brand new. So, but there's everything around the book and why you should start podcasting. And when you connect with me there, you get the first chapter of the book free. And maybe this is already enough to get you into podcasting and you can share so many interesting and inspiring things like Kim does. Oh, thank you. Listeners, all the links will be in the show notes at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP474. I just want to thank you one more time. This this has been such a fantastic chat. So thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you again for putting up with my reschedule. Of course, you're welcome, Kim. I, I really enjoyed it talking to you today. Victoria, do you have a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you can share with listeners? Yes, of course, because the Goldmine podcasting, I have a lot of golden nuggets and I share with you my favorite quote from Mario Amenti. And it is, whatever blocks you from doing whatever is only one thought. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level. 